Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Welcome to today's episode entitled, Living in the Moment. And I had a blast preparing for this and putting this one together. So, as always, I'm going to read the promotional material so that it can lay the foundation Living in the moment. Each day here on earth is a gift from God. At the start of our day, we should thank God because he gave us another day to serve him and others. How do we view time? Is it limited? Do we regret losing it? Do we throw it away? Do we chase it? Do we seize the moment? Tomorrow is a blessing. Yesterday should bear lessons learned. Our perspective concerning yesterday and tomorrow should elicit trust in God because he is in control of time. Living in the moment. Tomorrow is not promised, and that's a sobering thought. I know when I was growing up in church as an adult, the older members used to say, God woke me up this morning to see another day. Back then, that statement didn't really have much meaning. Now, since I have aged, I try to live each day in the here and now and appreciate each day because tomorrow is not promised. In preparation for this episode, I had to ask myself, how much time do I spend thinking about tomorrow? I try not to fret or worry because scripture suggests otherwise. But what the future holds is a legitimate question. Trying to plan and figure things out is natural and even wise. But most of us go beyond figuring and resort to worrying. What I would like to suggest for us today is to not worry about our past or our future. Let's talk about the concept of time, yesterday and tomorrow, and why we should not worry about it. If we start with the premise that God is in control of time and he balances life's experiences, then we can know assuredly that from before our birth to the moment of our death, God is accomplishing his divine purposes, even though We don't always understand what he is doing. In the promotional material, I ask these questions. How do we view time? Is it limited? Do we regret losing it? Do we throw it away? Do we chase it? Or do we seize the moment? Tomorrow is a blessing. Yesterday should bear lessons learned. 
our perspective concerning yesterday and tomorrow should elicit trust in God because he is in control of time. I want to unpack this a bit, and I want you to bear with me. There are three things I want to present, and the first one is God ordains time. God has ordained the days of our lives. We are in his planner. Think about it. We are in God's planner. He is sovereignly in control and has a time and a purpose for everything. God looks ahead in time and plans the details of his promises to us. As we wait on these promises to be completed in our lives, we can anticipate that they will come at the perfect times in our life, and we can trust him and his perfect timing. In Psalm 139, verse 16, and this is the New International Version, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. See, we don't have to regret the clicking clock, chasing time, or losing it. And then in Romans 8:28, he has a promise. This is the New International Version. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for good, for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God is working the good in anything and everything in and through our lives. Let's see what the book of Ecclesiastes, in particular chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 1 through 8 and then also verses 9 through 14. And this is what, this, this, these verses, let me just say this, these verses are verses 1 through 8 are the verses that are often read during a celebration of life, a funeral, or a memorial service. They give meaning to God orders time. And in verses 1 through 8, Solomon talks about life and its worries. His favorite phrase throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. In other words, worry about the, in other words, worrying about the cares of life will choke out what God has for us in the here and now. What's going to happen will happen. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, the caption is a time for everything, and it reads, this is the time for, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. Some versions say under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse 5 says, and a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6 says, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. And verse 8 says, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Based on these passages that touch on almost every aspect of life, we can resolve that worrying and stress is not necessary, especially over the things we don't have any control over. And speaking about anxiousness and worry and fretting, let's read Philippians chapter 4, verses through 9, and this is the New International Version, and it reads, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, True, excuse me, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then verse 9 says, what you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We have a promise in that we can hold to this. And this is found in Matthew 6, verses 33 through 34, the New International Version. Seek first, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So to keep ourselves from worrying about tomorrow, all we have to do is just not think about it, but seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. And everything we think that we're lacking or whatever is a deficit, those things will be added unto us. And we're talking about spiritual blessings. And then, of course, we also receive material blessings. But listen to this. And if we think that we know so much that we are guaranteed tomorrow with or without worry, then think on this. We're not supposed to boast about tomorrow. We really are not. And in James chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, and this is the New King James Version, it says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Verse 14 says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. The second point I want to make is God has granted us stewardship over his time. We will reap what we sow, and it behooves us to sow good seed. Good stewardship of God's time is important. Tomorrow is a blessing, and our yesteryears should produce lessons learned not repeated mistakes. With God's gift of life comes ordained time, yesterday, tomorrow, today, and eternity. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 9 through 14, New International Version, and it says, it reads, what do workers gain from their toil? Verse 10 says, I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the heart, in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Verse 12 says, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in, the, in all their toil. This is the gift of God. Verse 14 says, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. And fear him doesn't mean that we're afraid or that we're scared of God. Fear means that we revere God and that we stand in awe because of who he is. 
If we can learn to cooperate with God's timing, then life will not be meaningless. Everything will be beautiful in his time, even during the most difficult experiences of our life. We must be good spirit stewards of his time. How are we going to use our time for him? That's a question we all have to ask ourselves. Here are a few suggestions on how we can intentionally use God's time for him. These are just a few. Spend more time with God throughout the day is the theme. First of all, make God a priority. Use our time wisely. Look out for kingdom-building opportunities throughout the day. Read, meditate, and study his word. Communicate with God and listen to God. Be intentional about your time with God. Get rid of all those unnecessary distractions and then just do it. Make that commitment that you're going to spend time with God throughout the day. The third point that I want to make is God wants us to enjoy life now. We can enjoy God's gift as the fruit of our labor no matter how difficult life can be. Life has several moving parts, and throughout life we make many transitions. But whatever God does is forever. So cooperate with God's timing. Live for him and let his will. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 12 through 14, New International Version. I want to read those again. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and do good while they live. That each of them may drink, eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. In conclusion, living in the moment includes being reminded that life is a gift from God. When we bring God into the picture, we can adjust our sights and no longer look at life only under the sun. God will give us a new perspective. Life is a gift from him. If we accept life as a gift and thank God for it, we will have a better attitude toward the burdens that come our way. And then living in the moment includes looking within. Eternity is in our heart, according to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3, verses 9 through 14. Life, our life is linked to eternity, according to verse 11. Because we have eternity in our hearts, God will accomplish his purpose in his time. But we will not comprehend his total plan until we enter eternity. So enjoy life now. God wants us to live in the moment. He wants us to enjoy life in him. He blesses us every day. And with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of days. God bless you.